Hello and welcome everyone for another episode of the Culture Nerd Podcast. This week we've got a few things to talk about. We're going to start off by just going right into it. Yes, uh, some stuff happened. Uh, everyone now knows Henry Cavill's in this movie, but apparently there's a lot of people on the internet who don't like it and for the silliest reasons too. So we're going to talk about the obvious uh, Henry Cavill being in there, what it means for the franchise going forward, everything in between. But then we're going to kind of go into toxic fans and toxic fandoms as a whole, because it seems like nobody's happy anymore. And it needs to be something that we all need to get over. So, you know, let's just uh, let's get right into it and let's uh, let's talk our stuff. Hey, buddy. Hey, Tay-Bay. Not going to drop. OK, we're, we're going to just keep having fun with your names. I mean, so everyone, uh, the last few weeks. Uh, we were having intermittent connection issues. Some some of it was on my side, and then we kept say, thinking it was my side. Turns out it was a lot of technical issues on Michael's side involving his his uh, microphone connection, his just connections, hardware connections in general, and it kept kicking him out, and I kept thinking I was freezing, and it was really just him. So now we fixed it. <laughs> yeah, now if whatever problems we run into today, who knows what the problem is? We get to be gumshoes and figure out what that problem is. Yeah, we're going to... We we will sort we will cross whatever bridge we get as we get there, but so um, I'm going to just go right off the bat. Uh, everyone who's watching this should already know the news, but spoiler alert, anyways. This last week on just I think it was Wednesday actually, the day after our show last week, where we basically were like, oh yeah, Henry was spotted in L.A. It's happening. Um, Warner Brothers did a secret uh, test screening for the film. Um, kind of those usual ones where if you're in the LA area, there's a certain website you can go to, you can sign up to be randomly selected for test screenings. Um, a lot of people kind of had the idea, uh, kind of had the idea what was happening, but, uh, they all signed up. They went blindly into this thing and to no one's surprise, it was Black Adam. And mind you, it was a completed version of Black Adam. And this film included a special post-credit scene that took the internet by storm within about five minutes of the movie ending and someone said, holy crap, they did it. Everyone realized what had happened. It spread like a wildfire. And now Dwayne Johnson is kind of just in the uh, whatever. And now he's just kind of talking about it. Um, he's not directly saying it, but he's essentially saying that Black Adam is the strongest uh, entity on earth, but there is an entity that's not from earth that is stronger than him. And that's what the, the battle is going to be about going next time is that the sequel is essentially black Adam versus Superman. And that was kind of what we all had hoped. However, there has been kind of a weird outcry about it. Um, obviously the film was, uh, the scene was added very late in the game, right? So the, the licensing probably wasn't done yet. The, the certain details weren't done, but they, they filmed it. They got it in. It's happened. But some fans are pissed because Henry's in the blue and red suit because it's not coherent. It's not, it, it doesn't fit with Zack Snyder's justice league. A movie that Zack himself even said was not canon to the theaters and not can, it was an elseworld story. He even said this was separate hundred percent and fans are still mad about that. Second thing was that uh, the music wasn't Hans Zimmer's Superman theme. It was the theme from uh, Christopher Reeve the iconic Superman theme, the theme that the studio uses for Superman. Doesn't matter which Superman it is. It's literally every Superman they use it for. 
It's Superman's theme. It's John Williams. It's the Superman song. When you yeah. hear it, you think Superman. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's 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 Christopher Reeves' film. It is, but at the same time, the studio adapted it to every Superman. You've you've seen it literally in commercials. You've seen it in just you see Superman, you see this song, right? Fans are upset about it, and a lot of people kind of rationalize like, hey, maybe it's because Superman is now at the end of his journey. He's no longer just uh, Superman in training. He's now Superman, Superman. And that's why his theme changed from his origin theme to the final theme. Um, I just got a message real fast. One of our, we have a few people joining us today. Um, and the. Uh, I think that is all everything. I think that is all nonsense. I think this is Warner Brothers rebranding with the John Williams song. They're going to bring that back because it's the song by John Williams. The guy who's all the other shows are using scores by him as well. Uh, I think that's what it is. And I think that whatever this Superman is will be the new jumping off point for whatever they decide to do with Superman. Right. And that's something that I also wanted to get into because there's a lot of stuff happening with this uh, this new stuff that has kind of come about. Um, obviously, I'm not a scooper, so I'm not, I didn't want to break any, any news for everybody, but a few scoopers online this last couple of days have already said this stuff. So now that it's out, it's fair game for me. So uh, last week... Um, one of my contacts sent me a couple of little tidbits. One, uh, the flash sequences uh, with Henry being added into the film are going to also include Henry meeting Supergirl and moving forward with Supergirl as his like protege. So they're they're moving forward with Supergirl as a comic Supergirl. Like so, Superman is now going to take her, take him, take her under his wing and show her the rope. So they're now traveling together. Great. And the other detail that I got just a couple of days ago, and I'll kind of let me see if I can show it without ruining some details of my my person. Um, last week they had told me um, Blue Beetle. Let me see if I can get it. So Saturday it says right there, Blue Beetle is going to be referencing both Superman and Supergirl in that film. So watch out for those Easter eggs. And that was something that a viewer Anon dropped maybe like three hours ago. So now that it's out there, I can talk about it. <laughs> so I'm really happy about that. But the idea was that a lot of people were like, oh no, Supergirl's going to be replacing Superman. But now in the film that they're currently filming right now, they've even changed that script and retconned it in a way to allow, basically saying Superman and Supergirl are flying together as a team, which is, yay, I'm, I'm digging it. But there's a lot of people who are upset. Why? Because... <laughs> Because like, like, is it, is it be, is it because it's not what they wrote in their brains of what their fan fiction they wanted possibly, or, possibly. or, okay. Because for a lot of people, the release, the standard cut, restore the standard verse, all those movements were about getting the studio to quit their shit and bring these, these things back. Right. We wanted Ben back. We wanted Henry back. We wanted Ray Fisher back. We wanted all of those pieces back. And with and a lot of people believe that without Zach, they weren't coming back, but People need to remember that Warner Brothers Discovery is not Warner Brothers. Right. Everything you just told me is the company that went bankrupt, that had yeah. to be purchased by another entity. Yeah, they're right. all gone. They're all gone. They, most of them are gone. The only one that's left is Hamada, and his, like, he's got like 20 days left on his contract, and he's out the door anyways. But wow. the problem is a lot of people are just upset because, obviously, John Williams' theme was used in this post-credit scene. The scene that's literally 30 seconds long, they're mad that that's there. It doesn't mean in the future they're not going to get the licensing, get all the all the 
minutia of details out to bring back the music that they want. But this was an 11th hour addition to the film. So they probably only had the licensing ready for the song that's dedicated to Superman. And that's right. probably a factor. But um, I kind of want to bring in our, our 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 panel. We got three people already waiting for us. I got, uh, got our buddy Sean. Uh, he's from Ireland. He is staying up super late for us. It's one in the morning his time. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, yep. Really appreciate it. Let me know if my if sounds everything. Oh, okay. it sounds great. Right. Haven't done this in a while. I've, I've been in the States and I've been traveling and I'm only back. So uh, take me a few streams to get back into it. But uh, much appreciated. Thanks for having me on the stream. Yeah, no worries. And I got Dawson here from uh, Four Nerds. How's it uh, going, guys? He's been here the last couple of times. He's got some stuff to say. And then I've also got Prime the Godfather with us. Prime 76. Hey. He is, um, we actually had this long um, Twitter, what, what do they call them? Like the Twitter thread? Spaces? Oh, space. Oh. Yeah. Um, this big one yesterday about this exact topic. And and like he gave me the mic. I, I ranted for a bit. And I told everyone that uh, boycotting a movie is the stupidest thing you can do because it doesn't do what you think it's going to do. Mm. And um I wanted to bring everybody in. And, and yes, uh, some of the comments just popped up right now. Congratulations, Dawson. We're going to bring this up real fast. Uh, you became one of the top 10 finalists for the Rebel Moon contest. You were flying to the Congrats. set of Rebel Moon to hang out with Zach and crew. Um, not sure if you're going to be the, the final finalist. If the main winner, uh, apparently his their design gets adapted into the film, which is pretty rad. But I hope you do because your you're samurai dude is pretty rad. Um, oh, thank you. Um, it kind of fits... Uh, it honestly fits Zach's whole like seven samurai slash Star Wars slash hodgepodge of a thing. So it makes total sense. That's exactly what I was going for. Um, like, so full disclosure, I wasn't going to enter in this contest at first. Um, Cause even though I've been an artist for a long time, I've had a lot of not like bad luck, but just bad experiences with our contests. Um, just a lot of different things that had happened that just had a bad test in my mouth about those contests and so i wasn't gonna enter it but then a couple people convinced me and i was like okay fine i'll just put something in there um but like you said definitely a lot of samurai stuff involved in the piece yeah. um because i knew that this movie along with you know star wars was inspired by seven samurais like i got incorporating that in there somehow and i saw a couple of the pieces that people had done and a lot of them had leaned more into the sci-fi aspect of it which is really cool in of itself but i figured you know what let's try to make the stand out a little bit by approaching more of that side of the inspiration um, which was really, really fun to do. I loved doing yeah. whatever the hat's called. I can't remember what the hat is called. You just <laughs> talked about it on Andre's stream. Um, but the hat was really fun. The samurai robes and even coming up with like a backstory form in my head was really, really fun to do. But honestly, full like also fun story. I woke up this morning thinking I was going to have like a phone break today. I was going to not look at my phone very much. I wasn't going to like check so social media very much. And I was working on an art <laughs> piece in this office uh, earlier today and then all of a sudden andre from the nicktina show just calls me screaming his bloody head off uh saying dude you made it you made it check your phone check your phone <laughs> and i find all these like group chats where like 30 different people are like dawson get on your phone gosh dang it check your notifications and i was like oh what the heck happened and i found it and it was really cool to see all the different you know people showing support and love about it today was really cool really humbling um and it's just really exciting because i i lived in la for a couple years so i get to go back and see some people that I haven't seen yeah. in a while also get to see the set of the movie and potentially meet Zack Snyder and crew, which is really awesome. Oh, Super yeah. stoked about that. Cause again, Zack Snyder, you guys know my favorite director, cool love the guy. Um, so very, very cool thing to figure out today. Um, had to call my mom right away as one should. Uh, <laughs> and she nearly cried, which is really fun. Um, 
But yeah, just a very, very cool day overall. And I just I, I really appreciate the love that I've been getting about it today. It's been really cool. Yeah, I, I felt especially proud, and it has nothing to do with me, but I, I thought it was nice anyways, that both uh, Dawson and Aaron, the two people that I said everyone you need to vote for, made the top ten. So I'm like, yes, I'm batting a thousand, guys. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that, so that that's also fun. another one, too. I'm excited to meet Aaron. You know, I've talked to him a yeah. couple times via social media, but being able to meet him and kind of pick his brain and how he does his work is going to be a really cool experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, but no, let's, um, let's kind of like, that was obviously a, a huge deal today. I, I definitely love that. Um, I, I kept looking uh, while we we're, you brought it up. Um, I don't know the actual name. It's just uh, tip. They're just Asian straw hats. I don't know the rice cats or coolie hats. I think is what they're called. That's essentially something like that. Yeah. I think it started but, with a C or K or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but they're, they're pretty awesome. Um, I loved it. Uh, I love your little design. I would pull it. I don't have the image on me, so I can't just. Well, I, uh, I can pull it up if you would like. I'd probably, uh, I pull up the like picture. Pull it up. It. Yeah, let I me... will find it. Give me two seconds. I'm just, well, you just got to search Zack Snyder's page or just search my page. Um, uh, let's see. There we go. Congratulations, Dawson. There's the Twitter one. All right, found you. And the cool. real takeaway from this is, kids, plug into the Matrix. No breaks, okay? Full gas <laughs> on the internet all the time. The moment you plug out, the beast is going to leave you behind. You got to plug into the Matrix. Or you could say, like, every now and then take a step back, and then all of a sudden everything's going to happen. You know, <laughs> you could take the opposite approach. Um, but, yeah, no, that was, that was really, really cool. Because, again, I've never really liked art contests. Uh, and so the fact that it actually worked out the way that it has is just really really cool and not like surprising because like i i know that i work hard at my craft and i know i have some quality to my work so in that aspect i'm not like surprised but it's just when things work out for you for as an artist you, you're just surprised no matter what talent level you are uh yes yeah, so that's that is a uh pixelated version of mine but yes you get the basic idea but <laughs> I mean, I it's not pixelated on my screen i don't know, I don't oh, know. no it ain't pixelated my- that's yeah, all right. We get the basic right. idea. But well, if you have the high quality version you can send to me, I wouldn't have to take I wouldn't have to screenshot the Okay, fine. The you know what? I'm just, does that guy use his metal hat to kill people too? I hope so. Pull right, that's a, that looks like a throwing hat. That's a hat that you use for practical purposes. <laughs> well, I mean, it definitely could. I'm definitely not against that idea for sure. <laughs> I'm just spitballing well, here, okay? Nothing I'm saying is canon, okay? We can just talk about ideas <laughs> with this. I would also like to point out that if Zach picks this, he gets to decide everything about this character, not anyone else. So if he's like, that hat's a weapon, that hat's a weapon now. If you didn't sure. want it to be, it is. I mean, I'd imagine Zach would do that. I'd imagine Zach would have like sort of like a chain, uh, chainsaw type of effect on the sides, which yeah. would be pretty sick. Not gonna lie. Uh, I'm gonna message this over to you, Taylor, on Twitter. Um, I would also be back. fine if that hat was some sort of walk situation where he like did cooking and stuff with his one metal hand and he can roast meats. <laughs> hey, I mean, play with that. The way that I have it in my mind is that he's a survivor, like he's a part of an older like like samurai order that is kind of outdated, not like overthrown like the Jedi, but just outdated due to technology. Um, and so he's just kind of wandering around on Zerifax, which is the planet that I named, which is a, a name that I had in my head for a long time. Um, just kind of doing good where he can, but he's not like a hero. He just kind of wanders around. And if he finds trouble, he can't really help himself, but get involved. But he's kind of bitter because just how the way his life's gone. Um, but I, I love designing it. I love the fact that there's the sci-fi aspect too, which forces me to explore alien sort of designs. 
like you'll see when you get the full image, um, or I guess the full res image up, where he has the sort of droopiness from like his uh, upper lip, kind of droops down the side, kind of looks like sort of a longer mustache, but it's a part of his face. Um, but also the like horse ankles, which were really fun to do, but also a little challenging because uh, it's sort of like double jointed. And you kind of have to think about where the legs go in a different way than you would drawing a human. And some people haven't noticed this yet, but there's a detail that I put in there that kind of has some more depth to it. If you look at his robotic arm or where it connects to his, his human body or I guess his alien body, you can see like bright purple vein work. And that's to be like the sort of fluid that more connects the arm to the body on a more neurological level. And I also so, see the purple veins going up his neck and his, his arm kind of around that too. Right, exactly. So like connects more up to his brain and to his nervous system. So it's not necessarily like the Star Wars ones where it just connects to the nerves. It connects to him in multiple ways. So it's more a part of him. And I like to imagine that he actually feels pain in that arm when it's hit too because the connection that it has, which was a really fun concept to play with. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Um, take all the pictures in the world. Uh, have, all the, have all the fun. Um, it's gonna be and awesome. I'll share them when I'm allowed to. Right. <laughs> no, I know that goes. Zach, um, when he was on our stream, when I was with uh, on that interview with Lightcast, uh, he kept showing us things. I kept sharing things, saying, oh, guess this out. check this out. Check and like showing us stuff on his phone. Yeah. And then um, we'd have like text messages sent to our producer from, uh, from Debbie saying like, you can't share that. <laughs> Delete. Take it off. He's, he's just getting carried away. So he's too excited. Yeah. And she said that what gets him in trouble is that he like the the Green Lantern photo that he put out of that one event, the Q and A event. He's like, oh yeah, here it is. And she's like, we got in so much trouble for that, and he just did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that's why I think uh, for that reason it says in the description of what we got in the email saying, oh, you have a chance to meet like cast and crew. Like, there's no way we're not going to meet Zack Snyder. He's not the kind of guy that just would be like ignore the artists that come in like you'll come up to us and be like hey what's up guys how's it going he's gonna and, have lunch with you all be ready for that oh that'd be so cool you um, gotta be able to now you have to think yeah, about exactly you me you're gonna be like i eat weird and i don't want him to think i eat weird so i need to watch how i eat <laughs> so that means i have to avoid eating ice cream at that lunch because i can't bite ice cream so you have to like, awkwardly lick it <laughs> well or like just kind of bite down my lips my wife makes fun of me for how i do it yeah so i gotta avoid that um, but I proposed this idea on the next Tina show just a little bit ago of, cause I do sticky note sketches of maybe doing yeah. like a sticky note sketch of Zack Snyder and giving it to him in person, which would be really cool. Um, I think that'd be really fun if I was able to pull it off and make it look Zack enough. You gotta <laughs> frame it. You have to have the sticky note frame. So it's like a thing that he has to hold on to. True. True. Yeah. I gotta figure out the size of a frame for a sticky note. How does one even find a frame that small? It's like an inch by an inch. Type into Google <laughs> sticky note frame and see what pops up. Make Zach drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Did you not drink Dr. Pepper? Is there something that I'm missing? Like, is there some... I, I'm, I'm a big Dr. Pepper connoisseur. Oh, I know that. I know you do the little sweetness thing all the time, but was it something that he just doesn't do? Or are you just going to like awkwardly hand him a Dr. Pepper and say, I want you to drink this. Here's a post-it of you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's like, I want you to drink this, Zach. Why? Just do it. Well, this feels like the exact opposite of what we are talking about. Yeah. Here we have somebody who has done, who had a contest, and I totally feel you, Dawson. Are, it's like auditioning for things, right? You're like, yes. I did my best. And when they don't choose you, you're like, oh, I guess my best is awful. So I totally feel that judgment part. But here we have somebody interacting with his audience in a positive way and rewarding your work and other work like that that he is inspiring. 
Why does the pendulum swing the other way, Taylor, where we have people with pitchforks that are ruining projects even before they get off the ground? Right. So, uh, like I said, uh, there's a lot of fans. I talked to a few people even today. I'm like, why are you why are you wanting to boycott this? He's like, I just don't trust WB. And I'm like, this isn't WB. This is Discovery. I do get that, though. Like, Like, there is still the WB like words in the Warner brothers in there. So like, there's that natural tendency to be hesitant. I've definitely felt that myself, but you're absolutely right. When you're saying it's a different company, different leadership. Yes. Hamada is still there for like the next couple of weeks, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so he's going to be gone out the window. Toby Emmerich's gone. Right. And Sarnoff's gone. Right. The people who were causing problems before are gone essentially. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about too much about the foolishness that was going on with the previous regime, but I definitely still understand that hesitance. It definitely makes sense to me, but like you said, you know, not a whole lot of reason to be scared of it. Right. And it, it seems it's almost silly at this point that people are just like, I don't, I don't trust WB. I'm like, look at the news. I mean, even today, like there's a bunch of like anti-WB stuff going on the, the Twitter sphere mm-hmm. because Discovery just announced another wave of layoffs where they're firing more of the old regime. Yes. <laughs> it's yes, like indeed. they're cleaning house. Yeah, I mean, they're doing what needed to be done in the first place. Like, they let some people stay for way too long. And they just, and just the way they manage the whole situation, we all know this. We've documented this so many times in these streams. It's just been poorly managed for so long. And now they're finally figuring it out. And when they do that, people get mad. It's like, what? Taylor, are there any studios that are hiring? Do we all of a sudden see, like, these ex-Warner Brother teams popping up somewhere else? Possibly. I mean, there, I mean, the reality is that we're in this weird market slump anyways. I mean, the American yeah. economy is a, is a dumpster fire right now. And we're all just pretending that we're not like in pain, but we are. And so everybody is cutting, cutting things down. Netflix is cutting things down. Paramount, everyone. I mean, I was yeah. even reading the other day that Paramount is, is basically shutting down Showtime and just folding it into Paramount. And they're just like, no, it's too much money. We're just going to, absolve this entity that's been around for like 20 years mm-hmm. just let's move on so like it's it's kind of just the the name of the game right now so i mean everyone will eventually land on their feet but it's going to be it's going to be a little rough for a while do you think so because i feel like what we're talking about is the dying gasp of movie theaters and we thought like top gun came out and we're like movie theaters are back baby but like here we go with my dollar not going as far and a movie is going to cost me an arm and a leg. The more people I bring to it, right? Like those event right. movies. Now it's like, Hey, I need you to cough up Taylor. How much does it cost to bring your family to the movies? If everyone goes and sees the new movie. All right. So I bought tickets. Uh, obviously I'm not taking my baby and he wouldn't be charged anyways, but um, I'm seeing I black. Adam. Baby. I'm seeing black Adam next Friday. Uh, we're seeing it Friday at seven. So um, I'm going to go media. I don't need to go media dark. I already know what's happening. Um, um, it. I think it cost me 45 bucks for the three of us, just for the tickets. Okay, and that's Dang. not gas to get there. That's well, not... I mean, it's like five minutes down the road, so okay. we, we can walk. It's so not treats or drinks. I was about to say, are treats or drinks involved? I come from a long line of smuggling things in the theaters. Michael, you know this. Same. We, we have Same. never bought concessions. We always really like... Hey, we should like buy the 99 cent popcorn and make it not look suspicious. But we had like our, our hoodies filled to the brim. That's how we always were, even as yeah. kids. Hoodies are the way to go in movie theaters. Or <laughs> I actually pissed off my wife once because, you know, the women's clothing, they don't have like big pockets, you know. There was one day where I go to the theater and I'm bringing a Dr. Pepper and I just put the Dr. Pepper in my jean pocket 
and I have my hand in my pocket and it's believable. And my wife looks at me and just like, I hate you so much that you can do that. It's like, sorry. There you know what a- they started doing here in Ireland? I just got it. It's kind like a, it's a membership card. So for 18 euros a month, I can go and see as many movies as I want. So right. for somebody who like loves movies, I in this week I got to go see the the Woman King, mm-hmm. Amsterdam, uh, that new Sorcerona movie. I'm going to see that tomorrow. Then Halloween ends on Friday for eight like 18 euro a month. Like that's that's ridiculous. I don't know how long this is going to last because then I can go see Black Adam as many times as I want as well. I just you, don't understand how the studios make money if I'm paying 18 dollars uh, to see 15 movies. Abuse that system as much as you can because it has already gone belly up here in the states. It has that, already yeah. failed. You're going to see, yeah. you'll literally see every movie in the theater and then basically have two weeks where it's like, well, now what do I do? Yeah, exactly. I guess I go see Amsterdam again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, could, I can't believe it. Like, I don't understand how the how the studio makes money and how the our cinema here makes money for me paying 18 a month. Well, I had a few friends uh, who worked in theaters and they all kind of just were like, you don't make money off of the movies. You make money off the concessions. That's why we yeah. charge out the butt for them. I'm so, about to say that. As long as you're buying a popcorn every time you go there, they're making some money off you. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but it's it's crazy how the movie industry is, how, how they allocate the funds. It's kind of funny because if a movie is made in them, if, if the movie is made in the States, the basically like if it's money that's like overseas, they really don't count that money. They really care about the domestic box office, which is kind of baffling. They care about that more than the money that's overseas. That's why sometimes the way the money is allocated and how they do it is crazy. I don't know how they do it overseas for the theaters and how they come up, you know, how they divide that up. But, you know, like Tyler said, yeah, it's the same thing here. It's basically basically the uh, concession stands. And ain't nobody paying all that money at the concession stand. You know, if you got a girl and she got a big ass purse, you're going to take some food inside the actual theater and eat. There was a a TikTok that I saw the other day that it made me laugh. And I showed it to my wife and she's like, we're not doing that. But this girl went in with one of those um, like salad bowls and shoved it in her like pregnancy (laughs) pants and filled it with (laughs) snacks. And I'm like, hey, we still have all your maternity pants. And she's like, we're not doing this. I'm like, but imagine all the snacks we could bring. And she's like, we're not doing that. But going back to the, the layoffs today, Taylor, you might know a little bit more being around that area and stuff at Warner Brothers. I was in a, in the States and I did the, the Warner Brothers tour a few weeks ago. Loved it. Great tour. Awesome fun. Our tour guide was just amazing. He even told me some kind of low-key stuff about some stuff that's going on. I tweet about Michael B. Jordan. His Superman project is still apparently going ahead. His team is working on it. But the tour... Studio no. 13, which I think was that the studio that was closed today. The yeah, um, I think it was a lot of their uh television group stuff. Studio, I think yeah. 13 was one of the ones that uh went around. Um, essentially, a lot of their uh, it was kind of like uh Fox's spotlight pictures where it's like these are our our kind of our, our indie films, the ones that we 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 gamble on people who have no experience, like this is what we do, and they basically they closed all that down and they'll probably bring it back eventually, but for now, they just they wiped yeah. it all out. Well, during the during the tour, that was supposed to be one of the areas we were going to go in and look at. But the tour guide said he didn't give a reason. Maybe this is the reason, but we can't yeah. go in there. So this thing has been in development for the last few weeks. And that's what just happened today. They've been thinking about closing down that that studio, uh, that, yeah. that stage for the last maybe few months. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. And another one that they dropped, I'm reading here, uh, Warner Horizons uh, unscripted television is getting consolidated into Discoveries. Yes. Um, because Discovery has like this mass, their their whole money making system is from their unscripted TV, like their their reality shows, their reality shows, yeah, all that stuff. So they don't need a second one. So they're just kind of folding that into theirs. Um, uh, for giving out unwarranted uh, solicit solicitations for Discovery Plus. My sister has a small part in the curse of Robert the doll on Discovery Plus about a haunted doll that haunts a family. Nice. <laughs> I saw that. I was, I was on, I think I was on Facebook or something, and she's like, look at all the things I did. I'm like, why are you going near that thing? That's what she's doing. She's an actress. That's what she does. And she's in the movie, and the doll is very terrified. It moves its head. She screams. That's what you got to do. Yeah, and I saw that, and I'm like, I'm, I was looking at it. I'm like, I really hope that's not the real doll, because your sister knows better. <laughs> Horror movies are doing pretty well now, so that's a good, yeah, it's a good yeah, genre to get. They are, they are. but I mean, kind of to go back to it. I mean, the there's a lot of fans that are just straight up boycott WB, boycott this, boycott that. Um, they're they're bitter. They're saying, "Oh, this is a Hamada project, so I'm not going to support it," even though the studio, the new studio, inherited this project and then delays everything so they can basically cut these movies apart and add their own stuff into it. The entire third act of the Flash is being redone. Yes, like that should tell you that it's not Hamada's project anymore. Like they're redoing things. They're spending a lot of money that they don't have to make these movies course correct instead of reboot. I think I think Flash is going to be the movie that's going to it's going to be extremely profitable. I, I think, think so too. I think I think it's going to be highly profitable. You know, there's a lot of things that's that's in that movie from the information that has been put out there and we're talking about not from last year um there was a well tyler probably knows but there was a gentleman that did a tweet and he put out because he was on the set and he basically said that you know ben affleck and, and henry cowboy was there for superman and batman to be in the flash now yeah. if if that that's the case and on top of that they're going to um, whatever which way the direction that they're trying to do and just incorporating that, you know, that's crazy. The only, the only big news from the Flash that we are anticipating and hoping that it happens because it was in the original script. If Ray Fisher does come back and they do additional photography for his cyborg, if that so happened to happen, we got a while before the Flash comes out. But yeah. if that happens and they so happen to say, you know, Ray Fisher is back, you know, doing such and such and such, oh, it's a wrap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a wrap. Well, it's probably, yeah. I mean, I honestly think it's probably more than likely. I mean, the day Hamada is like cleaning up his desk, they're wiping away his parking spot. I could see Ray Fisher like just basically like good news, everyone. Good news. <laughs> loses its mind because he's like, I'm here. <laughs> like, because that's the last stumbling block. All the other clowns are gone. It's just Hamada. And the reason that everyone hates Hamada is not because he was doing a bad job. I mean, he, his, he was doing okay. He's not like the Antichrist, like a lot of people make him out to be. He was fine. But the right. problem is he wasn't defending the right people. He picked the wrong battles and defended the wrong people. There you go. That was what screwed him over. Even go. if you look at the change in attitude from the stars now, a few years ago, The Rock was praising Walter Amada, so was Jason Momoa. And now all these interviews are happening and The Rock is talking about the new leadership at Warner Brothers and how this has changed and how he's excited for it and we're looking for our own Kevin Feige basically. Yeah. I think I think to be honest with you, he's putting himself in that position, his team, seven books production as the next Kevin Feige, if 
Black Adam is able to do well enough to uh, warrant that power. But I think he has a lot of power right now. But I think for him to get like 100% power, Black Adam needs to be a, a big hit, which I think it will do well enough. I think general audiences will decide whether it's a, it's a huge hit. And also, like you mentioned, those guys praising Walter Hamada and stuff. It kind of just shows that a lot of those actors, they're just they're there to play ball. You know, they'll praise whoever they need to praise. You know, they're paid to be part of a studio. By the way, sorry I was gone for a while. I had a friend call me and congratulating me. So, yeah, How off dare and you on. be happy for your success. <laughs> <laughs> I know, shame on me, right? Um, but yeah, these actors, they're there to play ball. You know, they're there to do what the studio wants them to do. And, and like you said, um, you know, when if this movie is a big success, then who knows? Like, we have a lot of things in the works as far as like Dwayne Johnson being a big uh, influence on how things go from here. But so one of the big things that I heard this last week uh, is that uh, Dwayne heavily, heavily advocated to get Henry his contract. And mind you, we've talked about this before. Henry's contract, uh, one of the stipulations that rumored was there was that he had a, a first look clause that he had to approve the script that he was going to be involved in before he signed on. Yeah. He didn't want to be shoehorned into cameos or into roles that he didn't agree with. He had to, have that first look at it before he agreed. And it sounds like uh rumor has it is that uh Dwayne heavily, heavily said this is needs to happen, give him his contract, get Superman back on the board, appease his demands, let's get let's get this cape out of the closet, let's get him in here. Yeah, and he's a full production crew. He has his own stuntmen, he travels with his own private chef. Like, he brings so much to a movie set, he can attract all of these stars. They want to do a movie. He's gonna bring the same formula that was brought in the latter half of those Fast and Furious movies. And each movie, we're gonna get a new ringer, and you know, the Rock's contract won't let them losing this they got a tie and stuff like that but that's the kind of level that we're going to get to mm -hmm. now as far as like my main concern with a lot of this has mostly to do with not dwayne johnson's ability to bring people in but dwayne johnson's ability to perform on screen right that's my biggest concern because dwayne johnson is a movie star not necessarily a great actor right he's he's popular and people like him because his personality but to me, like a lot of the success of not the success, but a lot of my own personal feelings towards Black Adam are going to hinge on if Dwayne Johnson can actually be believable in this role or not. And yep. that's one thing I'm not necessarily convinced right now that he can do, but hopefully I'm wrong. He became famous in wrestling for smacking people and telling them to shut up. That sounds exactly <laughs> what Black Adam is going to do. Black yeah. Adam is going to be choke slamming people and throwing people through walls While to true. the point that we have to bring in another, an extraterrestrial to beat him. Well, true to that point, but also at the same time in this movie, he's going to be alongside Pierce Brosnan, who is a fantastic actor. And so I think unless Dwayne Johnson step up his game, the difference in acting ability could be pretty eminent, which could count against Dwayne Johnson. That's my main thing. I've always felt that Dwayne Johnson is is kind of like Tom Cruise and kind of like Nick Cage, where they, they play themselves. And when they get a role that works very well for them, then it's flawless but it's like when you you try to watch um like to me like tom cruise has done some great work in certain roles like uh interview with a vampire was probably my favorite role of his yeah um same with like the last samurai and a few other movies like that um but then you get movies like the mummy where it's just like why did you do this this isn't working you're not yeah. funny this you're not snarky what are you doing 
Why are you trying to be this? Because it wasn't him. That was supposed to be the start of the dark universe, though. And it tanked so bad that they were like, nah, we're done. <laughs> but, well, it's because, like, they try to make a mummy movie without Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. That's the problem. Yeah. And that, that's, you just don't do that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, even those movies, the first one is amazing. Uh, the second one introduced the world to Rock the Movie Star, which that's how that happened. But then right. the third one, which I'll just I'll forget about it. Let's just <sighs> pretend the third one doesn't exist, oh, Taylor. Exactly. You know what? I don't exactly. even think I saw the third one. It, Jet Li's in it, it that way. Chinese dragon it that way. The actress <laughs> that replaced Rachel yeah. is like bad. I, 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 okay. Yeah. They also aged up his son to be an adult and then didn't like change anything. I was like, this is well, weird. Like, my issue is if you can't bring Rachel Vice back or if it's, there's a schedule conflict, wait. Yeah. Don't just replace Rachel Vice. You don't <laughs> replace Evie. That's your first huge problem. Don't replace Evie. Anyway, sorry. I'm very passionate about those movies and that one oh, in particular. The, the first one is cinematic perfection. I watch it every year and I love it. And it's, it's so good. It's I super also good. love the second one, despite the terrible CGI Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I think it's despite the annoying kid. Um, the I kid, don't mind the kid. Oh, the kid? Okay, yeah. I, my, I remember seeing it in theaters with you, Michael, back when we were in high school. I have no recollection of this movie whatsoever. Yeah, because you you were so mad about it. But there was there was this um the like the third act of that movie. There's too many like I'm going to catch the weapon. I'm going to catch the is weapon. Is this you're... the movie with the airship? No, this is the one that yeah with the balloon. It does yeah, have the airship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I, it's a dirigible. Yeah, I've yeah. completely blocked this movie out. This is a terrible movie. No, I yeah. I love that movie actually. It's probably the mummy movie that I rewatched most as a kid. And I still love that movie to this it's day. It's funny. But... I mean, Mummy 2 has some great moments in it. It has some great know? moments, but also like how everyone is reincarnated from somebody was annoying. Um, how everyone oh, yeah. threw the spear and <laughs> yeah, caught it out of the other out of the midair. I was like, guys, stop. It's just although I do credit the mummy movies for my reasoning to why I wanted Odin Fer to be Dr. Fate. I credit Justice League the cartoon for him to be Dr. Fate. Oh, I forgot he didn't even did that. Right. So good. <laughs> In my brain, that's when I read Doctor Fate comics. That's the voice I use. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy how, like, uh, personally, like, I started watching watching WWE before I became like a movie fanatic. So, like, The Rock was my superhero back yeah. in the day, and now here I am, twenty five. I still like wrestling, but I prefer movies now. And The Rock is a superhero is coming out next week and it's, it's funny how things change i think maybe this role might suit the rock a little bit more because in wwe he was playing a superhero for like 20 years you know yeah. same with john cena now these characters are heroes and actually john cena's best role was in my opinion peacemaker i know he's playing this kind of villain anti-hero kind of type of character but he was just perfect so maybe this is the perfect role for the rock yeah. coming from the wwe background and i think he'll use some of those like wrestling themes in terms of this is the WrestleMania match for Black Adam and Black Adam 2, which I think will be not as deep as the pr pr previous Zack Snyder DC movies, but it might be the best direction to go in to win over critics and fans and the box yeah. office. Yeah. Speaking right. of WWE, though, random story. Um, Taylor, I don't know if I've ever told you about the time that me and my brother totally ruined the WWE for a friend of ours. Um, so this friend of ours, he's he was raised Mennonite, little family Mennonite, so they didn't like do like TV or anything like that. Well, this man, he worked construction and he got injured one day and couldn't leave the house. And so he broke down and got a TV and he started watching WWE and he's like in his forties and he's watching like, oh my gosh, this is intense. This is crazy. And so me and my older brother were there one day and we look over at him and he's getting all excited. And we're like, yeah, it's too bad that all this is scripted. And he looked at us. He was so heartbroken. He's like, what? 
We're like, no, 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 that, no, sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's all real, all real. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, but it was too late from that point. Anyway, random story I always like to share about WWE. No, but um, Vince McMahon kind of is gone yeah. out of the WWE, and Rock is going to be a huge part of the restructuring of that company. If yeah. any of this takes off, I guarantee you in a year you'll see Henry Cavill choke slam The Rock live in front of <laughs> 30,000 people as a tie in for something like this. He's going to walk on stage in a Superman costume and just like jump off the rails. And, like, <laughs> he'll do it in a suit, but he'll have like a shirt underneath that you're like, oh, it's kind of there. It's not there, but it's kind of there. And he just like does it through a table. I, it'll I be like the, the comic book Superboy outfit where it's like this this no cape, but just like the bodysuit. I oh, believe man. this is the first time that Dwayne Johnson has did some serious marketing Yeah, from what yeah. I've seen just from his career. So, I mean, just from Black Adam, just as a whole, I think this is the, I think this is the very, very first time that I really, really seen him do some very, very major marketing. And, yeah. you know, he's doing a good job. I, I'm going to give him that. I, I give yeah. that, you know. The Rock doing his thing right now. I mean, you can't be, can't hate on the man. He's doing his thing. So, I mean. So, I kind of back to, I mean, a lot of people, um, I mean, I got, I probably want to introduce you a little bit more, Sean. For people who don't know who Sean is, um, he was the fella that started the release the Snyder Cut movement with the first tweet, first time the hashtag was used. You were the one who started it. And I think you said it was, um, you used it kind of in vain of the Donner Cut, like, the Donner cut came out. So we want the Snyder cut. Like we don't want to wait 30 right. years. Let's get this movie out. And um, you and I have talked kind of off the side the last few weeks, along with the, um, with the stuff with uh, Jay Oliva talking about like, Hey fans need to be better. Stop, stop this nonsense. Um, and I kind of, I, I tweeted, I'm not, I, I did tweet this long rant the other day where I was basically saying, if you guys boycott this movie, if you guys try to tank black Adam, if you try to tank the flash, you try to tank Aquaman because of your, your preconceived anger toward the last management, all you're going to do is show the new management that it's not worth their time and they're just going to move on. And I think as we talked about the other day, uh, Jay in his tweet rant basically said that the Snyder cut fandom once was this like happy supportive. We raised money for suicide prevention. And now it's like, just kind of talk about like uh, kind of a Bible analogy. Like they're the Pharisees now of the internet where we got what we wanted. We're the chosen people. So now we're going to be assholes <laughs> and it's become That's an a issue. Pretty good comparison. Actually. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. They've lost their way. They're worshiping a golden calf. It's not their fault, but we got to destroy it because we have to show them <laughs> that is not the way. This is the way. Uh <laughs> I will, I will say this, even with all the chaos in the, you know, because you see all the hit pieces and what they're saying about the actual movement and what they're saying, you know, you give them a piece, they take a mile and all that stuff like that. And, you know, what they're saying and the way that people are acting and the way they are, you know, interacting with people instead of just being cordial about everything. It's OK to have an agreement, you know, agree to disagree on certain things and correct yeah. people. But a lot of these individuals. When you talk to them, they really, they just be foul. They just be rude for just no particular reason whatsoever. And that wasn't the purpose of the movement to be. It was just for people to be aware. We wanted something. We actually got it. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, and it's making the people that are really legit like us, you know, the people that are just like us, they're making us look bad. And that's, that's, that's messed up. But, you know, with it, 
you know, so hopefully that everything does come into fruition later on down the line, even with the, you know, the idiots and the weirdos and all that stuff like that, what they're doing. So it is what it is. So, you know, you know, but I try my best not to interact with those, you know, certain individuals like that because, you know, they can, it could be overwhelming at times. It can. <laughs> Basically what Prime is saying is we're too legit to quit. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's, it's like it's like these guys are, are worshiping an illusion because like we all know what zach's original plans were back in 2014 2015 2016 yeah. but if he was to come back it would be very different it would be a very different story yeah. because actors are older there's different characters in the universe he has different ideas he's a genius he's always thinking about new things you know so like yeah exactly yeah, exactly Brian. but like these guys I, I i honestly don't think they like anything I just think they like the sense of being like not liked because they like Zack Snyder movies and Zack Snyder. The perception of Zack Snyder has changed over the last few years. You know, look at the Oscars, look at the reception to the Snyder Cut, look at you know his Netflix work. The guy isn't as hated as he kind of once was, and the perception has changed. These guys are living in the 2016 perception of Zack Snyder rather than the now, and they always want this battle to fight. They always want to be like, oh, it's me versus them type of mentality. Yeah. If, if you want Black Adam to fail, okay. But if you want Zack Snyder to return, he has to return with a universe still active. I mean, yeah, people and... on the internet being perpetually angry? What? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I love Frank's comment here. It, it's time to put money where our mouth is. Support the films that support Snyder's vision, which most of the upcoming films do. Then Warner yes. Brothers Discovery will have the incentive to invest in Snyder's direction. Um, I actually talked to one of my contacts about this specifically, saying, hey, what's, what's really happening? And um, I think I sent it into the chat. I think you you may have seen it, Dawson. I don't know if you did, but it's it was uh, there. Yeah, um, I think I saw it. I basically uh, asked them like, "What's going on?" And they basically, yeah, it sounds like um, Zach is probably going to get an extension offer from Netflix to keep working. But the moment his first look deal is done, Discovery does want to talk to him about some stuff. If it's just a producing role, if it's something of that capacity, then that's what it is. But they're not. This new management doesn't hasn't closed the door on him, and that's of the. Of course, they thing. haven't closed the door. They hired all of his actors back. Yes. They went out of their way to get all these people back. But I, but I will say this though: when you look at it from a, another lens, even if they brought the actors and actresses back, it wouldn't make any sense at this particular time and moment to even try to change the characters and reboot. Because this is the reason why. Because, for instance, let's just take Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa. There is a lot of people that, just, just go with females, just with a whole. They love Gal as Wonder Woman. They love her as Diana. It'll be a lot of people that'll be pissed off if they changed it. The only mm -hmm. way that will actually happen, unless Gal said, which she has basically stated, you know, she probably don't want to play Wonder Woman much longer because she wants to spend more time with her family. But she's going to finish out her contract. But if they so happen to change her or she just so happen to step down, then people have to accept it if mm -hmm. she chose to do that. But if they just went away and went away from her as a as a whole, then it'll be it'll be anarchy at this moment. Same thing with Jason Momoa, because everybody likes Jason Momoa as, you know, author. So, and a lot of, now Batman is up in the air. It's everywhere. It's all divided when it comes down to, you know, playing Bruce Wayne and Henry Cavill, you know, you already see the buzz with that. So it wouldn't make no sense to really, you know, swipe them out 
and change it. It wouldn't make no sense. I think it, it would have because they're familiar. People are familiar with them now. You know, even the general casual audience, and even though they've been out the spotlight for a while now, okay, for well, yeah, for a while now, people still know who years. they are and what they, you know, with the characters that they're representing. So it wouldn't make sense to swap them out. I completely agree. I think people are going to see billboards with these people on them for these next movies, and they're going, "Oh, great, the next Wonder Woman movie's coming out," and hopefully, the movies themselves are good so that they stand on their own feet. Cause wonder woman is a real tough thing. Cause that 1984 was real yeah. letdown. world was on lockdown. That was not a good Christmas day. We all, everybody watched it. And then as I was watching it, I'm like, Oh, this is a bad movie. I mean, I was having a good day. I was at the beach and then I watched that movie. <laughs> it's a, it's a good thing that you brought that up because even though it, even though the script for wonder woman three is not concrete, we just know that Patty Jenkins said it was done. It could well, also she, said she wrote the awesome. final scene, right? Is that what she said? Right, right. It could yeah. be changed. It could be done. The yeah. misconception yeah. that a lot of people are taking is, is that, which is kind of, you know, a lot of people are over-exaggerating this. And I'm going to take it for what it's worth. Yes, Jeff Johns did not make a very good script with Wonder Woman 84 with him being on it. People have to realize is that I think that Jeff Johns, whatever how people think about Jeff Johns, however they think about him, Okay. But when it comes down to just DC lore and DC lore alone, Jeff Johns is the man for that. I think that when he came in along, you know, just to make it short, I think that he had his own ideas and it was just so much stuff going on. His ego got in the way. His is ego it, got his ego got in the way to do it. This is just my personal opinion. Is I'm not going to plot of the movie. Isn't that the plot of Wonder Woman 84 that the dude's <laughs> ego gets out of and gets in the way of his family yeah. and he goes, Oh my god, what am I like? That is literally the the story of what happened to right, right. But I'm he just probably saying unintentionally him put a, himself into the film. Maybe right. So with him doing it, and this is the thing, people fail to realize is that Jeff Johns has never written a Wonder Woman book. Mm. And the thing about it was that was so crazy was that Alan Hellenberg, Alan Hellenberg wrote Wonder Woman, he wrote books. And he was one that ripped the first one. So my thing is, you know, he went into a, a he went into a different direction. And I think with the third one, if Jeff Johns is going to be a writer, I know he's going to be an executive producer because he he's, he has to. I think he's still on the contract for yeah. his contract is is um I don't know I don't know how long his contract still is up. To. He's he's tied to the movies that he was a part of, so he's still like tied to the Shazam movies. He's still tied to Wonder Woman eighty four right. sequel and like. Um, I actually asked my, my contact this morning about Jeff, and they said Jeff's in a weird situation. He's not involved in a lot of stuff, but at the same time, he does have a few things he's still tied to, but he's definitely laying in the shadows because he doesn't want people to hate him anymore. Okay. So, I think he, like, I don't know if any of you guys watch um, Stargirl. Um, yeah. I, 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 I watched really, it. I, Okay. Yeah, I I only started watching it because I love Luke Wilson, and he was in it, and then Joel McHale kind of has a bigger role in it now. I actually think like, I think he created that character, Star Girl. I think it's based off his sister and stuff. Yeah. And actually, right. I think I actually think that show is is good. Yeah, and Star Girl found, is nice. He found his place there. I'm not defending the guy. I just don't think he's able to do these massive, massive movies with these massive movie stars there. Mm-hmm. He, he, I think he found his foot in a way, but then it's probably too late to win up, win back over people online. You know. Yeah. But I think at the same time, the thing that we're we're all kind of like talking about, um, we've said it before. Twitter is not real life. It's and, not. <laughs> and 
this this outrage that's always online is never truly as significant as like the general audience. Um, however, you do have some cases where um, mass boycotting hurts more so than anything else. I mean, um, we saw with uh, the Star Wars movies. I brought this up yesterday. We saw with um, yeah. fans were pissed about the Last Jedi, so they boycotted Solo. And that destroyed all of the solo movies. Even though Solo was like a really good movie, I love yeah, that. Solo was a nice movie. It really and was. It would have been a great mini trilogy. I would have loved to see more of it. Yeah. Um. It's it's a kind of a tricky thing because if you boycott things, thinking that you're basically holding the studio hostage to get your way, the studio doesn't respond to terrorists and they say, "Screw this, we're done." Like if the numbers, they spent X amount of money to bring Henry back. They bring X amount of money to put him in the film. And then the movie fails. They will just say, why did we bother? And they'll just move on. Clearly, the audience doesn't care about Henry. So why should we bring him back for more stuff? And they'll do that with everyone else. Because if they don't see immediate results, they're not going to waste their money. Because the studio is cash poor right now. They need successes to continue. They won't bring new projects into the light. They won't hire new things. They won't create new movies and this new timeline stuff, they won't do any of that if it doesn't get received well. So boycotting is the worst thing you can do right now because that's just the surefire way of them rebooting. Because a lot of these studios, when they do their whole social media research, like they they do study up on things and they do look at trends, but there's only so far that they go. And so if there is a boycott of DC stuff, they'll think, oh, people just are disinterested in DC in general and they won't look at the specifics as to why. And so that could be a big problem if you do decide to boycott. Like you said, they'll just think, oh, well, there's just no demand for this general thing when the intent was the opposite. If these uh, movies don't perform the way that they think, they're going to pivot and keep going towards the more of those darker Batman movies and mm-hmm. whatever this Joker movie is going to do. Because the last Joker was, you know, they didn't think it was going to be as big as it was. It was big. And now it's going to be another kind of weird movie. So I feel like that's the way that they're going to go if the Cape and Cavill kind of movies don't work. I, I will say this, and I said this on the space yesterday. I was like, the be- the thing that they do wrong and which they need to try to get out of, mm. they do too much Batman stuff. It's too convoluted. Because the problem with a it's lot too of, saturated. Yeah, it's convoluted. Is that they exaggerate things with it? They keep they rehash it all the time. I'm not taking nothing away from Batman, but this is the sad thing about it. People think Batman is just DC and top of DC as whole. They don't know that there are other characters. I'm talking about the general casual audience. They really right. just think that Batman is just is just DC. But DC yeah. has so many iconic characters outside of the Trinity. And people don't, a lot of people don't know that. And that's the bad thing from comics to animation. Because remember when, before they changed the animation, you remember what they would do? They will always put Batman in the animation just to have him in there. Why is he in here? Okay. I don't know if people remember the, the Justice League Dark. But yes. put him in there just to put him in there yeah. so people can watch it. It's so, Constantine. It's all these myth. It's all these like dark magic things that Batman shows yeah. up. And be like, I'm yeah, right. So you all know that I rule on this, him, right? Yeah. Right. They always put Batman in everything. If they stop doing that, I get it. Everybody loves Bat Bruce Wayne and the Bat Family and all that. I get it. 
and the way the villains are. But if they start to really go into the catalog, I would, I'm going to say the DC Bible, which is, is ridiculously huge. If they go into that, they can pull out a lot of tricks and there's a lot of magical stuff and, and, oh, yeah. and, and you know, and that they need to do. So um, right now I went back to school. I'm, I'm pursuing a new degree. And one of my classes, I had to build a database so I can run a bunch of code with. And I was just kind of bored. So the database that I built was based on Justice League characters. And yes. I needed a certain number of a certain number of characters. So I was going through like all this stuff to find it. Um, I stopped at 100 characters. And I was like, I was still like another thousand I can add to this thing. DC yep. has such a huge catalog of characters that I didn't realize it until I started actually crunching the numbers. I'm like, holy crap. They could make so much stuff. And so many worlds to explore. Yeah. And it was funny because even one of my tabs, I'm like, all right, let me just go to duplicate heroes. I'm like, flash. I'm like, okay, there's like five flashes. Green Lantern. I don't even, I, I'll stop at eight. Let's stop at eight. Like, and I was just going through and I'm like, there's so many characters. Yeah. And it's, they, they have, I mean, from my understanding, Zaslav believes that the multiverse is a thing that can work because they, they want it to work. I mean, they're going to clearly continue yeah. with Pattinson's Batman. Uh, Henry uh, Ben Affleck is back for whatever he's back for. Michael Keaton is contracted for something, so he's going to be there. So at minimum, we've got three Batmans running around film. I, I still hate that whole Michael Keaton thing. I really do. I'm having I, such a hard time with that. You know, I hope that they bring that. What they do is they. Uh, I drop something. I hope they let that movie like Flash goes back to his timeline and everything's great, and he brings some things into it. But then, like, it leaves. Keaton to be like, I need to get a protege. And then they introduce like a Batman Beyond spinoff off of that. That'd be the perfect way to do it. That'd it would be perfect. Be. But it's like, I, I think Prime touched on it and Taylor as well. Like the reason they don't want to reboot everything is because you could have anyone play Batman and a Batman movie is probably going to do well because general audiences love Batman. Yeah. Superman, it's not that hard. It's not that easy. So that's why they want to hold on to Henry Cavill. Gal Gadot is already personified as Wonder Woman, so they want to keep her. Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Do you know how hard it would be to reboot everything to find a, a new star to be Aquaman and make it work? It, very difficult. So that's mm. why they're trying to hold on to these big stars, make less movies, bigger budget, the cameos, the WrestleMania-type matches, and then bring the... Why do you think Keanu Reeves is coming back as Constantine? Because he's a big star. That character could do pretty well with him. Yeah. If they bring in an unknown character or unknown actor, it's a risk. It might fail. Just bring back yeah. Keanu Reeves. You know, that's why they keep these big stars. And I think that's why they're up. That's why they're not wanting to reboot yet. But if it's they smarter to retool. Role, it's smarter to retool and course correct than it would be to reboot right now. Yeah. And they know that. It would be... It's less money to, yeah. to course correct. If yeah. the Constantine movie happens... And it's not just like a sequel to the first movie, but like expands the world. Do you think they bring Swamp Thing in? Do you think they just like bring three other like Ooh. other like like ooh like? If they bring in Swamp Thing, they need dudes. to bring in the one from the TV show. Yeah, that's sure. Yeah, if if if, if the Derek do. Mears one. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, Michael, you need to give him a call. I want him on here. No, he's too busy. He's too busy. He yeah. he he was very kind. He has makeup on his face right now. He is too busy for us. I he was very nice. He wrote me a very nice letter, but he is busy, busy getting makeup on his face. All right. When he's not busy, get your friend on this the show. <laughs> that show I mean, was so yeah. good, guys. So, so good. I, I mean, yeah. One of my favorite shows. Was nice, ever. man. It's kind of it's kind of messed up that they didn't continue that. You know, going forward, yeah. all the mess and stuff that happened with yeah. it and stuff. So it's, it's it's messed up, but you know, it'll be it'll be great if they so happen to bring that back. Yeah. You know, but 
But um, we've just uh, hit out at the hour mark, and I know it's like what two thirty in your time, Sean. It's like it's getting pretty late. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. <laughs> so, um, just a little bit. I think the bottom line that we all kind of are touching base on is obviously toxic fans are not in the right here, and they don't speak for everyone. A lot of fans. We're. I mean, I'm. I'm genuinely excited for Black Adam. I have my tickets for next week. I'm ready to see it. Um, I was gonna see it before the, the Superman cameo leaked. I was I was down I was down for it. And now that it's there, I'm like, all right, cool. Now we know. It's like the, what we said on one of our other shows, Michael. Uh, people saw Captain Marvel because they knew it tied into Endgame. People are now gonna see Black Adam because they know what the next movie is gonna be: Black Adam versus Superman. So people are now going to be invested. So I fully believe this movie is gonna succeed, despite the toxicity and the the boycott for all their superficial reasons. The I can't be happy with life, so I'm going to burn everyone's happiness. Um, but that's kind of how I see it. I mean, it's really petty, but I think people just need to realize that if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't have to. Don't ruin it for someone else that it will work for. I, I also yeah. think that, like, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe we'll all be wrong. Maybe Black Adam will fail. But if it does succeed, a lot of these haters online... I think they're worried about Black Adam being a hit because it will drown out their cries about Zack Snyder's the only way to do this. You know, and all these things that Warner Brothers is bad, Jeff Johns this, all that kind of stuff. I think if Black Adam is a success, they're going to be a very um, small minority just throwing shit out of wall trying to say like it's not working. Well, the movie just made this amount of money. How is it not working? General audiences like it. Henry Cavill's back. It's a big hit. They're going to do Black Adam v Superman. Who knows what else? I just think, I think they're they're worried about the movie doing well. I don't think Black Adam is going to be a problem. I think once everybody, once the noise and everything comes out, there's nothing to worry about because the main thing that the general casual audience likes, they love The Rock. They're going to go see it. Yeah. Regardless of the fact, that's the first thing. And the like second, I said in the space yesterday, even his bad movies are successful. Yes, even yeah. those are successful. So they're going to turn up to co see him. Now, depending on how the movie transitions and how, um, how, how, de depending on how they're going to transition into the other movies, that's going to be the case on how the movie flows mm -hmm. and what they're going to do with it. But, you know, that's, that's going to be the major thing. But I don't have no problems with, yeah. you know, Black Adam. But I would tell you this, though, when, uh, when that air cut drops, that's when everybody going to flip out. That's when everybody going to go crazy. You think everybody going to go crazy over Black Adam? Just wait till the air cut mm -hmm. drop. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm very down to see that. Very down. To I see have that. talked to a few people about this. Um, the air cut is not going to be one of those uh, the secret release date movies uh, for DC. Um, but they said it's very much something that the new management is looking into. That sounds like a Christmas rule. That sounds exactly like some like just pops in your feed one day and everybody watches it. Uh, yeah. Is Black Adam and Superman is is Black Adam enough of a threat that Superman would need to team up with Batman? Uh, he's enough of a threat that Superman would need some help from Shazam and that family. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's where I see that kids. going. Yeah. yeah. There's moments in the books or whatever. That if you read the books, it's, it's completely different. You know. Shazam, if, if if he gets to the point where he gets out of his kid element, he can he can do some things. But 
Yeah, he 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 gonna need some help from Superman and you know the Shazam family. You know, I mean, yeah. Superman's yeah. got to come in and help, but you know, but how uh, wholesome would it be to see like Henry Cavill and Superman interacting with the Shazam family as kids? That's that's cool. that that's gonna be that'll be crazy. That'll be I nice. would just love to see like Henry's uh, Henry's uh, Clark Kent sitting in, like at like a, a like a food court with like just a bunch all the the Shazam kids like, like <laughs> what are we doing here? This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, like, I miss Batman. It's like I have I need to go back to the other group. <laughs> like we would see Superman would take all of the kids to a theme park and the jitterbugs playing in the background, and he's like carrying stuffed animals. They're like, who I go on this one? He's like, Ugh. we see Superman on the roller coaster, not moving at all as everyone else is screaming. He just stands there normal, like Ugh. that's that's what we see him do. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. it's it's I I'm not one of those diehards. Uh, like I I've said it before. I love Snyder's work. I love what he did. Um, it's kind of like what I brought up on the the thing uh, yesterday. Um, when you have all substance, you have Christopher Nolan. When you have all style, you get Michael Bay, and you get the happy middle, which is Zack Snyder, which is the substance yes. and style. A lot and, of people like to say he has style or substance, but no, his substance is in his style. That's what I yeah. always like to say. So. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that all of these versions of his characters need to have just all broodingness because even he didn't want all of his characters to brood. He was happy. He was giving like hope to all these characters and bringing some stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, his initial storyline pitch was a little dark and it was going to be dark, but he even said he changed things and that's that's fine. Um, I would love I, I don't want Marvel level humor where it's silly and out of place, but I would yeah, love no some levity with some of these characters. I think I think the Aquaman movie was successful because they let Jason be Jason mm. and inject his own levity into it. Um, I think that if they have moments like that where there is that like kind of ironic humor where Superman is just kind of like a fish out of water with these, these other characters and let them play into that a little bit where he's like, this isn't working. Um, it would be fun. I mean, kind of like the uh, in the first Avengers movie, one of my favorite moments of that whole movie was when Chris Evans the oh I understood that reference because they they've definitely leaned into the the yeah. out of placeness of his character and let's right. do some of that with Superman I mean he's a farm boy from Kansas let's get some stuff in there where he just doesn't fit in with city kids you know yeah it's it's crazy man it's crazy I just say all I can say is I, I can't I can't wait I can't wait I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm and ready. I love this right here one of the comments um Pregnant Lois comes to the table and makes a joke about how Clark now has to prepare what life is like with kids. Uh, and that's what the, the whole, that's the scene set up. He's like, Lois said I had to be here because I need to get ready to be a dad. <laughs> like he's babysitting a bunch of kids now. Yeah, that I've would seen be, that. It's funny. I mean, that'd be great. Because that dynamic no, is going to be, that dynamic is going to be, that, that dynamic. Yeah. Gonna, it, if they go that way. And like I, yeah. like I said, like I said in the space yesterday, like I said, Zack Snyder's Justice League opened up a can of worms. It made it, it, yeah. it opened up a whole bunch of possibilities and directions on where they can go if after these movies are are, are are done, after they're done, or even if they so happen to tap into Zack Snyder's Justice League and you know they go from there. So only time will tell. So what, we just and, have to we just have to wait and see. What if what if these new changes to the Flash movie? That they're they're adjusting. Obviously, they're bringing Sasha Kelly's Supergirl into the main canon with Henry, and that's going to mm-hmm. be a plot point. Is that they're together now? Right. Um, what if one of the many changes to this new timeline is that they recanonize Zack Snyder's Justice League? 
they 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 adapt that stuff where there's like oh in this new world i also did a lot of the things from that movie they, they kind of do away with that version of steppenwolf and they bring in the other stuff what if they recanonize it for everybody hmm. like i think they're totally going to we need people to sign up for hbo max we need people and if they're going to come out with all of these movies right mm-hmm. what is the way what is the jumping off point when I come to you and go, hey, man, how do I get into this? Where do I go? And you go, go to HBO Max and you can watch everything. It has to be based on this because this is the property that people are going to view to get into these worlds. And Zack Snyder's Justice League is really good. <laughs> it's so, it's <laughs> freaking awesome. It's you know not what? a movie. It's not a miniseries. It's this weird thing, but it's great. Uh, There's a brainstorm, too. And the good thing that uh, that Michael said this, too. Is that do everybody remember in Man of Steel? Because this was a main thing that everybody brought up. And Zach was cryptic at the time and he didn't tell nobody. Remember when he was in the ship mm-hmm. and the pie was empty, somebody got out? What if yeah. that's Cara Zarel that got out? And she just so happened just to be on Earth, unless it's just another dimension. We don't know. They can go any type of way. Yeah, if they played with that, that'd be really cool. I would love if they played around with that. I yeah. think I, I have things about that initially, but yeah, uh, there's there's some stuff about that. But no, um, I like this. Uh, James Cameron's Green Lantern, I've spoken. Uh, James, <laughs> I would love James Cameron to do a Green Lantern film, but he is busy making his Avatar 20 films. He's not going to be doing anything else. Yeah, no. Um, but no, I, I think that's where we should wrap it, guys. Um, again, bottom line, uh, if we want DC to continue, we can't yes. boycott. We we have to go back to what Zach has always been. Like Zach is a positive person. He doesn't ever preach people to be like malicious and mm-hmm. and hostile. Let's if we're gonna run a movement in his name, we have to do it the way he would do it and not be gatekeepers. Like yeah. maybe we move on and get a new hashtag like hope for change or hope for a better tomorrow or Tomorrow, like, there's got to be a way that we can piggyback off this, that we can all agree, like, this is the way we want to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But, um, I'm going to tell you, but Black Adam comes out next week, and let's see how that turns out. We're all going to see it, and we'll reconvene the week after and say, okay, that was fun, or uh, that... I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it then. But uh, thank you all for joining us. If you want to help support us and do what we do, uh, head over to our Patreon. Um, again, my name was uh, Taylor Murphy, uh, your host, my host, Michael Santel, and our slew panel. We have uh, Sean, Movies That Mayor. He is all over social media. Um, find him and follow him because he posts far more than I do. He's definitely someone to follow. You will find him. Um, Dawson, uh, we will... He's on the four nerds. Everyone knows him nerdy in many ways, but he is going to be uh, the lucky one who gets to go meet Zach on set for Rebel Moon. So hooray. And Woo. Prime, if you guys have not seen Prime yet, um, Prime 76, go find him and you will go down that rabbit hole with him because he, he is always active and always talking and it's always a, a treat. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you all next week.